Shalom Mishpocha. Welcome to our 70th Kadima Talk. Very excited to come to you today and share about Joshua's obedience that set the standard for boldness. The leader's obedience in any scenario, whether it's your business or congregation or an organization, sets the standard. And we have a profound example in Yehoshua, Joshua. And, and I've referenced him several times in our Kadima talks, but he's such a profound leader that there's a lot of meat in what he has done and the example he has set. We look at every phase of Joshua's life, and you see a man who put in 100% to whatever he was doing, he was all in. The first time Joshua appears in Scripture, we see him immediately obeying the instruction of Moshe. In Exodus 17, starting at verse 9, Moshe said to Yehoshua, Choose men for us to go out and fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with God's staff in my hand. Verse 10, Yehoshua did as Moshe had told him and fought with Amalek. Then Moshe, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. Thereafter, Yehoshua took on the role of Moses' loyal assistant for 40 years. And I know I keep repeating myself and saying this again and again and again, but leadership takes time. There must be patience. Experience is required. Rural, world, real-life experience that can't be garnered in a short amount of time. Joshua again displays his obedience when he agreed to spy out the Promised Land. Upon his return from the reconnaissance mission, he and Kelev alone among the 12 spies were ready to obey the word of God and enter Canaan. Forty years later, when Moshe handed the reins of power to his protege, Yehoshua, again, he obeyed the call. In Adonai's call to Yehoshua, he was commanded to be bold. In Joshua 1, verses 6 through 9, the Lord said, Be strong, be bold. Kazakamats, for you will cause this people to inherit the land I swore to their fathers I would give them. Only be strong and very bold in taking care to follow all the Torah which Moshe, my servant, ordered you to follow. Don't turn from it either to the right or the to the left. Then you will succeed wherever you go. What is boldness? To be bold or move in boldness is contained throughout Scripture and a requirement for good, effective leadership. Bold is not being afraid of danger or difficult situations. To be bold is to be confident. And what does it mean to leaders, to Messianic believers? The first time bold shows up in Torah is when the 12 spies were sent to scout the promised land before entering. In Numbers 13, verse 20, see whether the land is fertile or unproductive and whether there is wood in it or not. Finally, be bold enough, vehit kazaktem, to strengthen, prevail, harden, to be strong, to become strong, to be courageous, to be firm, grow firm, be resolute, to press, to be urgent, conquer, be bold. So be bold enough to bring back some of the fruit of the land when they left it was a season for the first grapes to ripen. And this may seem as an unusual scripture to start, uh, but it gives a poignant understanding of free will or heavenly choice. God made a promise to Abraham, who confirmed it with Isaac, who made it a covenant with Jacob, that he would give Israel the promised land forever. When Israel arrives at the promised land, they decided to send spies to reconnoiter or spy out the land. God replies, Shalak lecha. He said, send for yourself. See, God didn't need to reconnoiter. He had already promised them the land. It was already theirs. All they had to do was follow God and boldly take it. It was God's will, his plan, and desire to give us the promised land. We didn't obey, so it cost us 40 years of wandering in the desert. We weren't very bold. That entire generation would perish in the wilderness. Yet two of those 12 spies did not lose their lives. Yehoshua and Kelev, Jew and Gentile, were well aware of God's will and promise for Israel regarding the promised land. 
the report from these two were that it was an outstandingly good land and that Israel should move immediately into God's promise. That's a bold maneuver. They walked in boldness. Moshe briefed those 12 spies in Numbers 13, 20 and tells them to be bold in their mission. Boldness contains several important characteristics and behaviors that I want to pause and break down in this talk today. All of these traits are foundational to boldness in being a strong, effective leader. Strength. Several points here. Strength is self-awareness, knowing yourself, your strengths, your weaknesses, your abilities and skill sets, even your shortcomings. It's important to know your weaknesses and surround yourself with people who are going to stand in that gap where you're not strong. It's a situational awareness, and this is so critical in our days. Strength requires situational awareness. Awareness of current events, of what's happening around you, and what Adonai is doing in these days. It's to be like those men of Ishakar who were aware of the times and knew what to do about it. Boldness requires strength, and strength is communication skills, the ability to effectively communicate with others. We have a saying, matter of fact, it comes from Rabitzin, you can't over-communicate. It's critical to mission success. Conflict resolution skills. The ability to resolve conflict is key for a leader. It requires discernment, getting all the facts, and coming to a resolution that is just and equitable. Strength requires collaboration skills. The ability to work with others, with a team, and those with various skill sets to achieve the goal. It's the ability to work with various leadership styles. See, because not everyone has the same style of leadership. And for unity in the body to, to achieve success, you're raising up leaders underneath you. You have to be able to work with their various skill sets and leadership styles and be able to discern what motivates people and use it and work it to their skill sets, again, to achieve success. Strength requires the ability to make difficult decisions, offer under duress, pressure, stress, and uncertainty. Being able to see the big picture and make the decision. This is critical. I've shared this previously in other talks. Many people can see the target, but they're not able to pull the trigger. And so it's being able to make a decision and not dither about it. Boldness requires courage. Courage separates the effective leaders from ineffective leaders. Courage determines whether a leader has influence or doesn't influence those that they lead. Courage is the mental or moral strength to venture, persevere, and withstand danger, fear, or difficulty, to move into the unknown without hesitation. Walt Disney said that courage is the main quality of leadership no matter where it is exercised, and usually it implies some risk, especially in new undertaking. Courage builds influence through trust. Courage builds accountability. Courage builds the ability to confront and this is critical. Courage builds a moral strength and integrity. Courage builds collaboration and teamwork. Courage builds capacity for taking risks. Two significant outcomes happen when leaders are courageous. There's a great clarity of the future, and there's increased opportunities. So this is important to your organization, to your business, and to your congregation. Boldness requires resoluteness. Resolute leaders are highly determined and persistent. They have the inner strength to give people courage during hard times. Characteristics of a resolute leader are they tend to be good problem solvers. They're tenacious. They're able to overcome obstacles. They're able to hold people accountable. They're often able to identify potential weaknesses and plans. They can see the big picture. Now, I've mentioned this several times, but it's, it's important to get out of the trenches 
and not just see your immediate surroundings and atmosphere and situation, but to back out of that and see behind you, around you, and what's ahead of you, that you're able to discern what's coming and what the plan is and whether it will work or not in what's coming. Resolute people aren't afraid to speak their minds. They're usually able to separate feelings from issues. They have a competitive streak that helps them achieve their goals. They have high standards for themselves and others. Boldness requires one to be firm. A leader must be firm, stressing adherence to ethics, standards, punctuality, and performance. This results in high expectations within your team, your congregation, or organization. Right after Adonai commands Joshua to be bold, very bold, he says this in Joshua 1 verse 8, Keep this book of the Torah on your lips and meditate on it day and night so that you will take care to act according to everything written in it. Then your undertakings will prosper and you will succeed. See, this is critical because Torah defines what sin and righteousness are. Torah reveals Adonai's ethics, morality, and just social interaction. If you want to be successful in whatever you're doing, from uh, a private business to an organization to a nonprofit to a congregation, you have to sustain and keep Torah on your lips. You've got to meditate on it day and night. You've got to know it inside and out because it reveals the Lord's ethics, his morality, his just social interaction. Torah teaches you to treat your staff, your workers, your employees fairly, and it says to pay them when their wages are due. It says we're to have great customer service, great congregate service. We're commanded to love our neighbors ourselves. We're to be honest. We're told to have just weights and balances. Torah teaches that we must also have integrity. And then when you are profitable, one must tithe back to Adonai and be charitable with the poor and the needy. Obeying Torah helps us to stay spiritually pure. Obeying the Torah protects us from the influence of Hasetan. Torah provides a framework for divine justice or judgment. And Torah forms the basis for the jurisprudence system of a civil government. And like Yehoshua, we must be firm and take care to act according to everything that's written in it. When Moshe was giving his last word and teaching to Israel before they crossed over into the Promised Land, after that 40 years of wandering in the wilderness, he tells Israel to be bold against their enemies. And Yehoshua as well, who will be Israel's next leader. In Deuteronomy 31, starting in verse 5, Adonai will defeat them ahead of you, and you're to do to them just as I have ordered you to do. Verse 6, be strong, be bold, kazakh. Again, to strengthen, prevail, harden, to be strong, to become strong, to be courageous, to be firm, grow firm, to be resolute, depressed, be urgent, conquer, be bold. Don't be afraid or frightened of them, for Adonai your God is going with you, and he will neither fail you nor abandon you. Next, Moshe summoned Yehoshua, and in the sight of all Israel, he said to him, be strong, be bold, Kazakh, for you are going with this people into the land Adonai swore to their ancestors that he would give them. You will be the one causing them to inherit it. Adonai tells Israel to Kazakh to be bold, for he is going with them. He will not fail or abandon us. Boldness is connected to waiting upon the Lord, putting your hopes upon him. Kaveh el Adonai. In Psalms 27, verse 14, it says, Wait, Kaveh, to look for with anticipation, hope, to wait. It's the same root verb that appears in the Hebrew word for hope, tikva, and get this, kazak, to be strong. Wait, kaveh on the Lord, be of good courage, amats, to be strong, to be alert, courageous, brave, stout, 
bold, solid, to make firm, to make obstinate, to ensure, to be determined, to make oneself alert, strengthen oneself, persist in, prove superior to, wait kava on the Lord, be of good courage, amats, be strong and let your heart take courage. Yes, put your hope in Adonai. The first non-Hebrew translation of the Tanakh into Greek, known as the Septuagint, I love this, translates the Hebrew word kazak as andridozo, which means to act like a man. Hope or waiting upon the Lord is to be stout-hearted, to decide in your halakha, your walk with God in obedience, submission, and trust. If you serve and obey God without doubt or fear, then God will instill a mots, courage, strength, bravery, and stoutness to your heart. When you step out and trust, remember, Yehoshua and Caleb's first report, they said, we should go up immediately and take the land. When you wait, when you hope upon the Lord, God causes your heart to be filled with amats, with courage. Adonai places the courage within you. Moshe's last words to Israel in the end of Deuteronomy is kazak, be strong, be bold, be courageous. God's first words to Jehoshua in the next book following Deuteronomy is kazak and amats, a powerful connection to waiting upon the Lord in obedience. God's call to Israel, kazak ve amats, be strong and courageous in taking the promised land, is directly connected to Kazakh ve Amatz, be strong and courageous in following the Torah, God's word, to keep Torah on your lips and to meditate upon it day and night. Then you will prosper and succeed. Adonai doesn't want mediocre worship. He doesn't want mediocre praise. He doesn't want mediocre obedience. He doesn't want mediocre celebrations. He wants us to honor, to worship, to praise, and to serve him in boldness with great effect and courage, bravery, with persistence and strength. There's an older Hebrew greeting spoken to someone who's just read from the Torah. Yesher Choach, may your strength be firm. God desires great kazak and emets from us towards him. This is a major theme throughout scripture. A dying King David states the same words to his son Solomon, who's about to take the throne in 1 Chronicles 28 verse 20. Then David said to Shlomo, his son, be strong, be bold, and do it. Don't be afraid or become discouraged. For Adonai, God, my God, is with you. He will not fail you or abandon you until all the work for the service in the house of Adonai has been finished. David understood this powerful connection between Kazak and Amatz. David was a bold and courageous king. Even David's worship revealed the source of his strength and boldness. In Psalms 138, verses 1 through 3, By David I give you thanks with all my heart, not to idols, but to you I sing praise. I bow down toward your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your grace and truth, for you have made your word even greater than the whole of your reputation. When I called, you answered me. You made me bold and strong. David reveals a profound heavenly truth. Boldness is trusting God's word. The opposite of boldness is doubting. The author of James said in James 1 verses 5 through 8, now, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives all to generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in trust, doubting, diachrino, which means to withdraw from, oppose, to hesitate, contend, to differ, to doubt, to waver, doubting nothing. For the doubter is like a wave in the sea being tossed and driven by the wind. Indeed, that person should not think that he'll receive anything from the Lord, because he is double-minded, dipsukos, Double-minded, wavering, uncertain, doubting, divided in interest, two-spirited, that is vacillating in opinion or purpose, because the double-minded is unstable in all his ways. This 
is how Hasetan uses people, fellow believers, to instill doubt about what you need, about what you're doing, about fulfilling his destiny in your life, about your success and achievement and winning in life. It establishes a seed of doubt that God isn't with you or for you. And we know that's a lie. Kepha and Yochanan, Peter and John were teaching in the temple after Yeshua's death and resurrection and ascent to heaven. It's after Shavuot, Pentecost, when the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, has been poured out. Yeshua's Talmudim aren't that well known as Yeshua in the temple. They weren't on the enemy's radar yet. Only the general population knew who they were. They were teaching in the temple courts about the death and resurrection of Yeshua. Some 5,000 Jewish men and women that day heard the message and were saved. They received Yeshua. The ruling party over the temple is the Sadducees, who don't believe in life after death, and they didn't receive the Tanakh as the infallible word of God. They became irritated at this teaching, and they had Kepha and Yochanan arrested by the temple police. The next day, they convened the Sanhedrin, along with the Torah teachers and the elders, and they questioned Kepha and Yochanan, by whose authority are they teaching about Yeshua? And here's their reply in Acts 4, starting in verse 9. They said, if we're being examined today about a good deed done for a disabled person, if you want to know how he was restored to health, then let it be known to you and to all the people of Israel that it is in the name of Messiah Yeshua from Nazareth, whom you had executed at a stake as a criminal, but whom God has raised from the dead, that this man stands before you perfectly healed. This Yeshua, verse 11, is the stone rejected by you builders, which has become the cornerstone. Verse 12, there's salvation in no one else, for there's no other name under heaven given to mankind by whom we must be saved. Verse 13, when they saw how bold Kepha and Yochanan were. But bold here is parasea, freedom in speaking, un- unreservedness in speech, frank, without ambiguity, free, fearless, confident, cheerful, courageous. They were bold. Man, there was great chutzpah. They're laying it out here before the entire Sanhedrin. And when they saw how bold Kepha and Yochanan were, even though they were untrained Amharets, people of the land, they were amazed. And also they recognized them as having been with Yeshua. Moreover, verse 14 says, they could see the man who had been healed standing right there beside them. There was nothing they could say to discredit the healing. Wow, if we had just a hundred people like this in the kingdom of God, we would take this country back in a month. And where did they learn this boldness? Their master, Yeshua, who did the same, even though some of those listening to him sought to kill him. In John 7, starting in verse 25, some of the Yerushalayim people said, isn't this the man they're out to kill? Verse 26, yet there he is speaking boldly. Here's that same word, parathia. He's speaking in freedom. He's unreservedness in his speech. He's frank. There's no ambiguity. He's fearless, confident, courageous. He's bold. And they don't say anything to him. It couldn't be, could it, that the authorities have actually concluded that he's the Messiah. Listen, as Talmudim, as disciples of Yeshua, we're to walk in the same boldness, courage, and confidence without ambiguity in our speech, the same trust and confidence Yeshua did in his Talmudim as well. We have to step out in trust and strength of God's word. And when we do so, God will fill us with boldness and courage, strength, and bravery. The word tells us to grow into the Lord. And as we do, we become filled with his power and strength. This is what Yeshua both called us to do and empowered us to do. We're to testify to Yeshua, to be careful to have Torah on our lips and meditate on it both day and night, to be bold, to be very bold regarding the good news and the coming of his kingdom. Don't become weary. Don't become complacent and apathetic. There's no confidence without boldness. If you don't try new things, 
and boldly face fears, you're never going to build real confidence. Bold leaders are transformational. They're people of action. Bold leaders are trailblazers who create radical paradigm shifts that improve the current situation. Bold leadership cultivates trust. The people of Israel trusted Yehoshua. And in the end, the people of Israel followed his example and did what God asked of them. And as a result, they inherited the land God had promised them. Scripture states that Israel served the Lord throughout the lifetime of Yehoshua and Joshua 24 verse 31. When the people followed his lifelong example of obedience, they prospered. You don't lead by pointing and telling people someplace to go. You lead by going to that place and making a case. That was from Ken Kesse. Today, more than ever, this type of leadership is in high demand. The world hungers. It seeks for strong, effective, bold leaders. Bold leaders can be recognized by the actions they take and the behaviors they exhibit. They are the ones who stand out in the crowd. They challenge the norms and think outside the box. These leaders gain the respect and trust of others while empowering them to be their best. And they do so with humility and a clear vision in mind. I pray that this has touched you today. And I pray in Yeshua's name that you go forth in all that you do, in your businesses, in your lives, at your jobs, in your congregations, and do it with courage, with boldness, with strength, with ferocity, and be all that God has called you to be. Kazakamats, be strong, be bold. Shalom, Mishpocha. Mishpocha.